Hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name's Zach, uh, here Thursday evening talking to you all things horse racing. Uh, had a little bit of time off talking about racing, but to be honest, this time of year doesn't really get us up and happening, but the thought of everything coming towards uh, a good spring gets us really up and about, and I was even just having a little flick through of the up-and-coming stakes races and stuff, and it gets exciting, it's an exciting time, even thinking about things like the Everest and the Cozzy and cool things like that, uh, it's a pretty exciting time. So if you haven't followed us or listened to us for a while, you can follow, get, jump on uh, a Facebook group, uh, we get more involved or during autumn and spring, just search up, give us a spell podcast, we'll put you in there. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're all that stuff. We're going to probably film a bit more as well, do some clips and stuff throughout uh, spring or leading up to it. There'll be a fair bit more of that. We're going to get some more jocks and uh, trainers involved in the coming weeks and months. So if you can, it'd be amazing to give us a rating on your podcast app, wherever you listen to it. Whatever the best one is, it might give you a prize or a free bet or something. Uh, five star, say we're legends, say they're good stuff, but whatever. All good. So today it is raining again, unfortunately, for Sydney. So we're going to be on another crappy heavy track. But I'm sure a lot of you are already ready for that and have been doing that for quite a while. So yeah, raining, bit yuck, but look, there's plenty of winners still to be found. So I've got the boys. Uh, I welcome them in. Boys, Tommy, how are you? Yeah, mate. Uh... We're, we're back at Randwick. Yeah, unfortunately, it hasn't stopped bloody raining for months now and on a heavy 10. So we're, we're used to all these, um, these wet tracks and finding horses. We had a couple of weeks there where we got to a decent track. But, um, no, we're well equipped with these heavy tracks. And it's the last stakes race of the season. So um, still a couple of good ones and uh, still plenty of winners to find. Absolutely pissing down if you can't hear that. Kohai sitting in his car, fresh out of a Macca's drive-thru. Um, how are you, mate? Pissing down. Please, drive-thru. I ate in the restaurant oh. like a civilised human being. That's even worse. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. It's just easier to just eat there rather than fucking carrying rubbish or all that bullshit. So that's what I did. Um, yeah, it's definitely raining cats and dogs. And I don't know when the reprieve is coming, but hopefully it's soon. It's true. When you talk about like just a little like Macca's sesh, I was going for a decent drive the other day and I went to, and people that don't know, I do a bit of casual teaching on the side, have done for a long time, so I know a lot of, know a lot of students around me, around my area, and went to KFC drive through, and I just know that I'm, all kids when they're 14, 15, 16 work at Macca's, KFC, whatever, I pull up and I hear this, sir, I'm like, oh God, not again. And he's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I go, mate, just get us a couple of tender, a tender's box. Just want a small one just for the drive. And he smirks and he's like, oh, that'll be three I'm like, no, no, let me pay properly, you idiot. So I pay properly. I go around, pick up the box and then like keep driving, open the box and there was 19 strips in there. There was supposed to be like three. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I see him at school yesterday and he was just giggling, trying to give me a fist pump and stuff. It was pretty funny. But, but um, What... Let, now let's just um, unwrap where you say decent drive, because we know you don't travel too far away from house. So what are we talking about? Did you go all the way across the bridge or something? No, Narrabeen, no. Narrabeen Bridge, I'd say. I think it was yeah. Monaval to Narrabeen, pretty much. So that uh, counts as a decent drive these days. Um, oh, that's a road trip, isn't it? <laughs> it is a road trip. It is a road trip. But yeah, look. I'm a lot of that happened when I was a teenager when you had your mates working there, but it's a little blessing knowing these um students and that that are there too, giving you little hookups. Um, it's good stuff. Um, on a sadder note, Tommy, unfortunately, your nan passed away during the week. And for anyone that doesn't know Tommy's nan, she's pretty well known in the racing circles. Um, there was articles written about her, Racing New South Wales spoke about her. Um, Ray Thomas wrote a really nice article as well, mate. She'd been in the industry a very long time, eh. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll just I'll just delve into her story a little bit deeper. She she's from Dunelliquid. Met my grandfather in uh, Wagga down the south, uh, New South Wales inland and uh, Riverina. And they yeah they um, got into racing um, a bit further on in life. Uh, my grandfather was an engineer and he did pretty well. He built some buildings uh, in Canberra, including the Mint. Um, the old Parliament House, uh, the art gallery. He was chief engineer on 
a few a few of them and he did pretty well a lot of the roads like the f3 up to newcastle and a few of the mines and then because of his success there he got to know a lot of people in racing and then his first horse was Marsgate, who won the 82 golden slipper and from there they got into breeding and um you see our colors uh, have done okay over the years, I think. Um, Purple and white. I think at last count it was twenty-five Group One bred horses. It's something quite around that. Um, I'm, not, I ha- I'm not too. I'm not too sure the official count because I don't think Sprite counts because even though Dad did the following, he sold Sprite in foal and then bought it back, so he does because it wasn't foal down through him. I I don't know the official number, but. Um, yeah, and Vera was a big part of that. She she loved like her breeding, the, the breeding knowledge. Like Dad does a lot of it, but always going through uh, my grandmother Beryl White and um, her her love of horses has been there basically all her life growing up on a farm in Denny. And yeah, some real success. Ray Ray wrote a really good article. Um, I I spoke to Ray after it happened because I know he was very close with her. He's known her since he started out, and that was about thirty five years ago. And Often went to my grandparents' place, and until I got to know Ray, and he's a close friend to them, so I let him know, and I knew he'd get the message out to the industry, and he wrote that lovely article. So it was, yeah, it was really good. We got a little ceremony, family only, on Monday. I say family only, but she had that many great uh, grandkids. It's yeah. actually going to be over fifty people, <laughs> uh, and probably another fifteen of her close friends, and. And then we'll go down to Danella Quinn, have another service um, with her her extended family in a couple of weeks as well. So um, just with COVID, it's just makes things a bit tricky. But um, yeah, there's some really nice sentiments, and I'm actually been blown away how many how many nice things people said and um, how many people affected her. Like I, I went to the races with her a couple of times, and uh, you you literally get two steps, and she'd run into someone she'd know, she knew everybody's name. The door like the person on the gate the person taking a coat the the um the person parking cars the one serving coffee she literally knew everyone there and everyone always would say hello to her and she'd know them by name back and um it was a punish going to the races with her because you could you wouldn't get very far but yeah she'll, she'll definitely be missed um she lived a great life and yeah just thanks to everyone for reaching out after it's uh been really nice a really strong allegiance to jack denham yeah so um there's a there's a funny thing they used to tell me is like when they first wanted to go to jack jack said uh it's 40 a day or if you want to have a say in how it's run it's 60 a day and they 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 were really good friends with jack and i remember answering the phone when jack was calling dad or them and jack was really nice to me and all all the family and um, they were just so loyal to him, and well, you see, us got different horses now, but we we were loyal to Jack, and then it was Jack and Alan, and then when Jack died, it was just Alan, and we were loyal to him until he retired, and then um, we needed another trainer, and Gary Gary Fraser used to work with Jack, and we stayed loyal to Gary, and then Alan came back, and we've stayed loyal to him until he's just retired, but it, it's all stemmed from Jack because he was such a nice guy and he's such a good trainer as well that. Um, it was easy to be loyal to Jack because he knew how to train racehorses. He's done, he's one of the best in the business, and um, it, it's really easy decision for them to be loyal to Jack because he was so nice and such a good trainer. That she she had that quote. I read in the article it said one of her quotes, which I'll never forget, which was another trainer would ask uh, to train their horses, and Beryl's reply was, "Why did Jack Dunham die?" Yeah, and that wasn't that wasn't a smart ass re- response either. Like it reads off very. Smart alecky, but it, it, it's actually genuine because uh, just her natural instinct would she never go to anyone else while Jack was still training. So, um, yeah, it's it's funny, but it's also, yeah, it just shows the kind of person she is. It's awesome. All right, commiserations, though, but it looks like she's had a pretty um, bloody good life and she um, bloody well known. Like you said, like you were shocked at how many people reached out and stuff. So, look, all the best there to your family and stuff, but, you know. Uh, and I will just touch on something as well. Um, Coey was good enough to send it um, near the vision the next day. But what happened the next day is there was a horse that bred called Red Beryl, which was oh, – yeah. um, so Dad, Dad sold it as a yearling, not for much or anything. And um, we still get 
we still get updates because um, we used to have the mayor, but we've since sold the mayor, but still have it on our list of horses we get updated from. And um, we, we didn't realise that it was named after her until after the race. And then uh, I, I said to Dad on um, Tuesday morning, I'd be, I'd be pretty fitting if Red Beryl wins today. <laughs> and my old man said to me, he's like, mate, you don't bet like that. You shouldn't bet on omens. You shouldn't bet on oh, colours. Shouldn't yeah. bet on names. And I said to him, "That's literally how how Nan would have done it. She loved <laughs> the names, breeding, like good omens like this. And then um, if you see the race, Red Beryl just won in the nick of time and trained um, Jen uh, Clement. She said, "Oh, Beryl must have given the lift." And, and she said the owners had named it after her and um, flew the last hundred meters and. Uh, yeah, it was really good, and I got a text from Dad uh, that night saying, "Told you it would win." Who's so. <laughs> <He's> my ass? <laughs> yeah, it's good. No, but um, that was a really good story as well, and I know I had a bit of money on it. I think Kelly backed it as well, and yeah, it was a few people backed it just for that, and it was a great omen. It's awesome. All right, well then we may as well start go straight into the card. Like I said earlier, heavy ten. Uh, Tommy, you can mention, or Tom and Co, you guys can mention the rail, so it's pretty out there. 12 metres is the best, but um, first race, a 1,200-metre sprint, we got Hugh Bowman riding really well, equal faves with True Crime, Tommy Berry and Kim War. they're both at 310, we got Stonecoat, 4 bucks 60, and then we've got a bunch, uh, we got Double Figures, Spirit Chaser, Tin Tuki, Montefig, my Pikey's there as well, but look, tough one, um, two ones at the top of the market, haven't had a win in the heavy. I think Stonecoat might have had a win. I think it's one start and one start for one win in the in the slop to its going. But Tommy, anything for race one? Tough one. Yeah, a bit of a tough one. But you can see that those two definitely deserve to be favourites. Um, couple of runs and they've both had a win and um, look promising horses. Yeah, as you said though, um, heavy tracks a bit of a query. I want to touch on Tantuki. As hopefully Flindell's going to call it. And um, it's only had the one start for a win, but it was at Goulburn and on a heavy 10. So maybe um, very green still, uh, but hopefully maybe just, um, yeah, maybe just $12 chance to get us off and some wet track form with a two year old might um, prove all right. I think we do, we got to really be, uh, be wary of like a lot of scratchings and all this stuff as well. But Coey. Race one, thoughts, and what are we expecting with this rail? Tough. I mean, I'm trying to, before we even started recording, I try to remember the last time if we ever been out at 12. I know we've been out at 10 a few times, but 12. Yeah, I don't I remember 12. Don't know, I don't know when the last time. I mean, even any section. It, it is a 1,000 metres to the winning post, that's 12, but I don't recall it ever being 12. So it'll be interesting how it maps. It might create a little bit of a bias drawn low um or you might just because i like we uh, spoke about i think the tendency would be a lot of horses will try and shift out towards the grandstand side like we kind of saw with the kenzo on wednesday uh probably maps similar um it might relative it might play relatively fair but at heavy 10 out 12 if anyone watched goldman or kenzo over the week i'd could probably see it mapping quite similar. Um, you probably want to be right out, like we're talking way past the crown of the track. We probably want to be in that like four to five meters off the outside fence. So you know, it'll be it'll be a good watch. Um, speaking of which, but this race, yeah, it's wide open. It being you know two year olds, late season two year olds. <sighs> Contemporary and true crime definitely definitely warrants. But I've actually had a small small wager on with a bonus bet with this John Sarge trained spirit chaser. Uh, only climbing through, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be carrying rock bottom, 51 kilos, barrier six. I mean, that's not really an issue in a field of nine as well. Last trial, it responded really nicely on the syntho at Randwick against pretty smart types with Mumbai Jewel and Sweet Ride who have gone on as early two-year-old seasons, Black Opal preview winner, and oh, was it the Black Opal winner? I can't remember what Sweet uh, Sweet Ride Road uh, won, but Mumbai Jewel much the same. Won a Piero or a Lonro or a, one of those little listed races earlier on in the two-year-old calendar. Even going back to last preparation, the first ever barrier trial it had, it was against She's Extreme. She's gone on to bigger things. Yes, I know I'm probably comparing two completely different animals, but. 
Yeah, just the eleven dollar price. I didn't get the fourteens, but the eleven dollars intrigued me. So just it's worth a bonus bet. And haven't really thought much else into it. I think three. I think three thirty is unders for the two favourites, but especially with the three ten. Especially with the scratchings potentially, I think there'll be some decent deductions coming. So it might be a race day bet than a before race day. Yeah. All right, 11 bucks, Ellen Hennessy claiming three. Rock bottom. All right, race two is the highway. Good fun, these ones. Running Bear, Reese Jones is riding. Reese Jones flying throughout winter as well. He's at four bucks, uh, claiming one and a half. For Bowen, we got Zadig. Tyler Schiller also riding well, uh, claiming two. 420, we got Lord DeCenimo. Jay Collett, one of the best wet riders in the world, in my opinion. Twig is there. No jock, not sure what's going on. 750. Big double figures for Tommy aboard Lawyers Delight, the mediator, Dubai Centre, etc. But a couple of these apprentices um, riding really well. Tommy A running, um, Tyler and Reese. Huge, yeah, doing very well. Um, and I think there's a few more coming to town for the next season. I think maybe Jackson Searle. We're going to see a lot more of Dylan Gibbons and a um, couple, couple more as well. So um, Bailey Jockey, Wheeler. There's, yeah, there's a few, yeah. Sydney Jockey Rank's really going to um, heat up, but. I'm a big fan of this running bear. I backed it um, last start, which I think they said uh, off a little break. But, yeah, it did, did pretty well after a freshen. And, look, I, th- I think it um, handles the weather right. Reese Jones and Jen Bowen's um, relationship with Casino Kid and bringing horses to town do pretty well. So I really like this combination. And I thought um, if it go improve off that last start, it'll um, – Run, run really well. So I'm with Running Bear. There's two I want to mention outside of it, though. Um, I tried to buy a share in Zarafa actually, when about two years ago, and it's a great wet track horse. It's um, placed five out of six on the heavy, and uh, Emma and Lucy have been going pretty well lately. So um, I, I like it when they bring one to the highway at odds. $9 in place looks very, um, very nice. And the other one I did want to touch on was Brains. Now, if um, if you watch Formline on Thursday night, um, Brad Gray gives a bit of a bit of a rap to this horse, and it just finished off. It says fifth, but it was only um, a couple of lengths off the winner. And Cody Nestor comes to town to ride it as well, so you got to think that's a bit of a plus. And um, yeah, I just yeah, it was a, it was a nice run. Just go back and watch it, and the second of Goldwyn the start before as well. A bit of form behind this horse in, in stronger class, but there's just something about it. It, ha- it might have a bit of talent, and it has won on the heavy before. But I'm definitely with Running Bear in this race. Coe, you with Running Bear? I don't mind it. Uh, it definitely has fair, heavy track form. I think I guess the only question mark, if I were to put a question mark next to it, is just the fact that it's going up to a mile. It's won over 1,400. It's been tested over 1,500 on a heavy eight-day out at Scone. Um, it's drawn handy enough, and it gets Reese's services, so you get a little bit of a claim, so that's definitely a bonus. I'm just looking through this race, and I'd say there's going to be an absolute bucket bucket load of scratchings. Like I think there's quite a few that just don't want to be on the heavy track full mm. stop. Um, so it will be interesting to see. One, I don't... Oh, I mean, I can definitely speculate. Running Bear's definitely a good bet. Brains, you've already made a case for. I guess the only other one that I could really make a claim for is Zadig at the top. Gets Tyler Schiller, two kilo claim. Barrier two. We'll wait and see. We'll probably see pretty early whether that inside draw is going to be a tricky spot for some. But at the same time, this horse likes to lead. So it'll probably get get its own way from that low draw. It has one over the heavy. It's going to be two and a half kilos worse off after its win last start in the class three. I guess a decent, you know, couple of horses as well. Boot Scooter from the Northern Camp and Stride and Pride, which is rock bottom. Well, not rock bottom. It's an emergency in this race. And it will now get a start as well with Andrew Adkins on board. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind taking tackling two. And Zadig and Running Bear just looks the class here of the types that will probably likely run in this race. Okay. Have to see see what happens. Expecting a couple of scratchings, I think. Midway favorite race of the day, uh, sixteen hundred meters. Elusive Jewel, Reese Jones again on the favorite, claiming one and a half. Five fifty into four forty. Equal phase with Cruel Summer though. Paul Perry and Hugh Bowman. Uh, that's also won a couple of races on the heavy. I think it came second in its last start. Uh, Doctor Evil, Jay Collett riding five fifty to sixes. Good money for contributing factor. Karen's riding for David Atkins. Uh, it's had one win on the heavy, but it's fourteen dollars into eight. And we got Booba Mont. 
Felicity, Monfelicity, eight bucks, and we go out to 16s and stuff for big ones. Even Sigril is there, pikey aboard, 26. Um, another a tough one, Tommy. Wet form important? Oh, who knows with these midways, man. It's pretty crazy, like some of them. It's, they're really hard to do. I'm, I, I'd probably stick with just some winning form in, in this race. And uh, Mon, Mon Felicity, I think, if it can um, continue what it did first up, then I think it might go close. Tommy Sherry on with David Payne. Um, uh, does pretty well, these colours. He's... Um, so we've seen what he can do and um, string of seconds last prep and first up good win. Tommy Sherry comes aboard and maybe a nice race for it here. I'm a big fan of Boopa. Two starts ago was a great win. Contributing factor had a great prep last prep and um, win two starts ago as well. There's cruel summer's been good. Elusive jewels been good, but just to split them, I, I'm going to go with winning form with Mon Felicity, but um, it's a very, very open race. You could make a, Make a case for a few of these horses. Mon Felicity, $8 at the moment. Coey, uh, who do you like? It's, it's very midway, isn't it? It's wide open. <laughs> it's so midway, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I just keep backing this horse and it just doesn't win, but I'm just going to be on it again. It's going to be elusive jewel. Comes from listed grade. Steps back down to a mile, which I think is more suitable for it. Um, I'll be having a little bit on it with uh, Reese Jones on board. Barry shouldn't be an issue. Tom's pretty much bang on with the winning form. There's a whole heap of them that come through that midway last start on July 9th. Yeah, Cruel Summer, Dr. Evil, Mon Felicity, Booba, Sigril. Yeah, like half the field, Butch and Bugs. Yeah, they all come out of the same race. So if you if you like that as a form reference, I mean, I'd probably back one of the top three in that race. But Elusive Jewel for mine, uh, one thing to maybe note, I don't know how expected is in the market but wild chap ran on wednesday in that four horse race so there'll be some training performance at runs this saturday but yeah i anticipate it being a scratching on the day yeah elusive jewel like it's tough one doesn't it come from a, a good race last race old good track last start straight to a heavy 10 good luck it always meets some coin as well elusive jewel um what do we got? 1,100 metres uh, sprint in race number four. Easy single Willie Pike is aboard for Kieran, Ma and David. 360 into $3. It's coming off a couple of starts. It won first up at Flemington. So it has gone rocketing visor at $4. Hugh Bowman at 5 We got Enchanted Heart at 420 A little bit of a drift for Chris Lees. Jay Collett, even though it's had three wins on the heavy. Um, prime candidate, we know the horse. J-Max riding for Bjorn at 460 We go to double figures for Mossman Gurge. Uh, Liberty Sun, Catesby, and Centro Storico. Uh, don't know, Tommy, what do you reckon? Yeah, I've got to be with Enchanted Heart here. I think um, it's come out of group racing. Uh, it's won a listed race before, and it's heavy form. I think it's three from five. Call it, as you said earlier, Zach, just on fire in the wet at the moment. Um, I'm a big fan of this horse as well, and we saw it rise through the grades at Chris Lee's. I think it's got this race and taking 420. I really like that at the moment. Uh, easy single could easily win. It's uh, been consistent this prep. Had a win first up and a couple of placings since. Um, yeah, prime candidate. Big weight though. McDonald on for Bjorn's all right. Mossman Gorge, I, I'm a big fan of this horse, but wait till it goes to the Kensington meeting. I don't know what it. What, uh, why it goes well, but it's one of those horses that really goes well in the Kenzo. So if we get yeah, um, if the Kenzo dries out and we can race on it again, then I'll be watching it. But uh, Enchanted Heart for me. What do you reckon, King? Enchanted Heart, despite the drift? Uh, I just don't think it's an 1,100-metre horse, Tommy. I just think, uh, although the heavy conditions definitely suit, I think it's just a little bit on the sharper side. I think it likes that little bit further, 1,300, 1,400 metres, ideal. Jason Collett's definitely the biggest upside with that horse. He's low flying so like if you're a jay collett fan i mean it definitely has a chance but i'm going to test the first up form for rocketing by i know it's only figured in a minor placing once on the heavy it might even be a scratching on the day but i reckon that a thousand or eleven hundred meter suit fresh record strong huey on board barrier shouldn't be an issue i mean it's only barrier two in a small field anyway i think everyone will find their spot Looking at the map, uh, I'm probably going to say prime candidate will probably ping out. Mm -hmm. uh, outside of that, it's actually 
a pretty level tempo. Uh, easy single, probably step forward from barrier three with Pikey on board. Yeah, uh, th- there isn't actually too much, yeah, tactical speed really. I think it'll, everyone will find their spot. So you could comfortably back half the field. But yeah, I <laughs> yeah. want to just test that. Ro- ro- rocketing by with the first up form. Yeah, all right. Rocketing by race number five, a distance race in a heavy 10, 2,400 metres. The Milky Bar Kid. So. The Milky Bar Kid was, if you didn't see it, I think it was last week or the week before, it was in a two-horse race. It won. But I think it started at the shortest odds at a Metro for, I have no idea, I think it started probably a dollar five or something, dollar ten. not sure. But it won. Um, it's $2.25 at the moment for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian. Brenton is aboard again. Uh, I still can't say this horse for Pikey and Walla. What is it? How do you say it again? Drizzle? Uh, the way Duff actually said it on Form 1 tonight was uh, YGG Drizzle. <laughs> okay, YGG Drizzle. All right, Pikey is aboard for Waller. That's at 7.50. It's had five starts in the heavy, two wins, two places, so that's not bad. Maricopa is there. Tommy Sherry's riding for Ronquin. 8.50, we got our candidate, Jay Collett. When you see this, uh, Jay Collett for Chris Lees, $10. Perks me up. Uh, Tinny Winnie, Phillipsburg, So United, they're all there as well, but... Milky Bar Kid, Tommy, it was a bizarre race the other week, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, uh, one of the slowest last 600 you'd ever see. Just, uh, yeah, it was. It's almost like a barrier trial. But Someone said, I've never seen a horse completely cast at the turn and then still win by yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but uh, that's all he needed to do, really. Um, but And then again, he had no horse to the outside, and so he didn't really need to kick either, and he might have if there was another one there. I find this hard, this race a bit hard to do because the Milky Bar kid you think would go forward, but the So United's come up and to behind it. Um, you can't imagine Gay and Adrian are going to tell Rachel to upset uh, their other horse. So just uh, something like Tinny Winnie come across and maybe challenge that and set it up for another. Um, uh, another horse or does it sit behind and just hope I just think they can't let if the Milky Bar kid gets it it's all its own way it's just going to kick on a win and I just want something to upset it and if we, if we do it might set up something like your Phillipsburg or our candidate to really go on I'm I'm actually going to I'm going to back our candidate because I think no matter like, even if it does uh, get if we do get a bit of speed up front or, or if we don't he might be able to sit just behind and if the Milky Cup by Kid does finish off like it did the other day, then it'll set it up for something like our candidate. Or if, if the pace does go a bit strong, then um, Collett's one of the best at sitting back and timing his mm. run. So I just think our candidate, it finally got the win at Grafton the other day. It wasn't a much, much weaker race, but maybe that was just um, just what it needed to blow the cobwebs out, get across the line first and hopefully string it together. So played again, Sam. I'm going to go Lee's uh, Collett, our candidate, uh, in this race as well. Are you away from the favourite, Coey? I just want to... It, it's got to be a tactical affair, like Tommy mentioned, because our candidate has led in the past. So two starts back, it was led at Rose Hill when Yggdrasil, are we going with that? <laughs> Why GG Drasil? <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. Uh, one. So there is potentially a chance, and it's drawn handy enough. It's drawn four. So I'd be curious to see what kind of tactic they employ. I'd say Chris is smart enough to go, there's a good chance that the the Gadrian horses, one of them will take up the lead. If you can sit behind it, that'll be ideal. That's probably how I see it. Um the tempo is going to be so interesting. Like if it's a heavy 55, like we're kind of sitting at right now, the leader could definitely shoot away and win this quite easily. Um, saying that, I if I were to be on, I I do like Yggdrasil, <laughs> YGG Drasil, and also Phillipsburg. I think they just map a bit better, uh, depending how slow or fast they go up front. I'd be leaning more towards Yggdrasil, but wide open affair. Let's go with John O'Shea's runner. I'm oh, sorry, Chris Wallace's runner with Willie Pike on board. Sweet, $7.50. All right, race six, 1,500-meter race. We've got a shorty in Kalino. J-Max riding for Waller. It's $2.90. We've got Pert in away. Uh, had a 
What did I have? I had a run in the heavy recently. I had a placing. Yep. Tyler Schiller for Chris Lee's at four bucks. Deep Romance is there at six fifty, and the Himalayas eight dollars. And we dance as well. Hugh Bowman and Chris deep, deep, uh, double figures. The rest thoughts, Tom? Yeah, um, it's another bit of a tough one. Like uh, a few last up winners: Kalino, Deep Romance, the Himalayas, strong two together. Oh, I would really want to go with Enwee Dance, but it's just been really disappointing in the three runs. But after that little freshen up, maybe um, that run was just um, what it needed. And then it comes out and does better uh, this week. Strip a bit fitter and uh, go on with it. But uh, I I can't go against Colina. It was really good last start. McDonald on. uh, Now Timpanist has gone out and won since. You, You... Got to say, Kalino is um, going to be tough to beat. What do you reckon, King? Kalino? Yeah, I'm on Kalino here as well. I think I, I genuinely think it's a two-horse race. Kalino and uh, Deep Romance. I think the two last start winners definitely have uh, to go, a chance to go back-to-back. And we dance. That's just got a life ban from me. Um, I'm just <laughs> never backing that horse ever again. Uh, notions, no jockey book. So probably unlikely, especially after it's run on Wednesday. I yeah probably expect a couple of them to actually scratch as well towards the bottom, particularly. Uh, but yeah, Kalino is probably the stronger form over Deep Romance. Comes out of a genuine three and four year old company last start, um, opposed to two and three year old company which Deep Romance comes out of. So I just think that it's probably the stronger horse, rightfully favourite and happy to back. Okay, Romance. All right, up to the quaddy legs in 1,300 metres, and we've got a really short one here in Waihaha Falls. Reese Jones, again, riding a favourite. It's $1.55 at John O'Shea. Had a really good win last night at, at Ramwick on the heavy. Won by four, nearly five lengths, and I remember the day because I left it out of the quaddy thinking I was really correct, uh, really smart and looked like a real dickhead won it one by five lengths. Titanium Power's there at 5.50. That's Rory Hutchings and Joe Pride. That's had six starts on the heavy. No wins. A couple of placings. Uh, Niffler's there. Not a bad horse. Um, hasn't run on the heavy yet. And we've got Poetic Charmer, Arctic Thunder, Royal Banquet, and Grace and Harmony for Karen. Tommy, this horse just win? Look, it would appear it'd go pretty well after the last started. Um, I just love the uh, shutter cam of the photo. Um, mm, so good. It, it was just hit by itself. So, look, you got to like. say it's a massive chance of just spraining them again. But I... Um, I actually don't mind Titanium Power 220, the place. Um, I actually think it's been in good form. Uh, Rory Hutchins and him have a really good relationship. I know you say never win on the heavy, but three placings from six starts, two placings from three goes at the track, um, four wins from eight on the good, I mean, on the soft. Um it's always in and around the money, and it's going to lead. And if there's any lead advice as well, especially with the rail out so far, um, I'd, I'd, I'd rather take 220 um, the place for Titanium Power because I, yeah, I think it's a massive uh, massive chance to finish one or two because there's only uh, seven in at the moment. And Grace and Harmony, Coe and I were just talking before, like, we, we don't know if it's had any trials. We don't really know what um, the, the story is. A few people will spec in on where it is or if it will run at all because um, coming out of group form and um, fairly good group form as well. Like, it's uh, it's not a bad horse. And if Waller's um, put in group ones before, then you think he's got somewhat of an opinion of it. And at $21 but never been on the heavy before, it's got to be a bit of a question mark. But, yeah, good Good question mark to have at twenty one dollars. Maybe maybe a little each way go, but yeah, um, bit of that grace and harmony. I'll go titanium power a place. Why ha ha falls for you, King? I, I do think it, it maps the winner. Um, Tommy's already made a case for titanium t- titanium power, but I'll make a case for poetic charmer. Um, I think step up to thirteen hundred definitely is handy. Uh, raced against why ha ha falls last start. It was just tailed out middle of nowhere last start round in the home turn and then it closed real nicely late so the margin realistically could have been 10 lengths between my haha and poetic but it, that last hundred it probably makes two or three lengths so it will be there it will be running this weekend on the same weights as last start whilst my haha goes up a couple of kilos 
I think, what is it? So 52.5 to 56.5. So he rises four kilos. I'd imagine that margin diminishes and over a further trip, probably Charman might be actually quite close in a photo, or like in a, a minor placing as well. So I'd probably make a case for Poetic Charma for a place. But I do think Waihaha falls. Um, this thing's low flying. I think John O'Shea, third up. Whether it has another run after this, but it sounds like the team might tip it out after this run, win, lose, or draw, and then have a nice little two or three weeks in the paddock and then set it up for a late carnival in the spring. So I think Waihaha will win, but Poetic Charmer for the place for me. Okay, yeah, Poetic Charmer, 15s and $4. Uh, Reese Jones for a change is on another favourite. Jojo was a man. Uh, for Thompson, $3.50, was three eighty this morning. Um, had a win in the heavy, had a placing there as well. Oscar Zulu's there. Karen's riding for... Chris Waller at six bucks. You've got Gold Trip there. Jay Collett, Kieran Meyer, and David Muggatu loves the slot. Old Muggatu. So Snippy Fox is there. Looks like Elvis Durst and Charlize. Not a bad race this one, Tommy. What do you reckon? Fifteen hundred meters, the best. Oh uh, yeah, it's tough. We got some of these um, these winner horses that have been doing pretty well. In Jojo was a man, and um, a few of them against a couple of horses, some stayers that are uh, going to be hitting their grand final in the in a few starts time. So it's, um, it's a tough little race. I mean, gold trip on his day is meant to be pretty good. Finish fourth in an arc mugger too. We've seen win Newcastle cup and a all-star mile. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with mugger too. I know he's, um, his first up, um, go is all right. And there's a bit of spec in that he, he might not race, but I think if he does race, I, I've got to think that, uh, Lee's got him right. Um, because he's he's his best horse, I think, and he's stable and he knows it. And I just want to be on him wherever he goes. And he should have won a um, was it a Metrop? He he ran really well in and got rolled. But uh, yeah, big fan of Mugger too. Look, make some cases. Gold Trip, I just want to see. It's had a long long stint off. It's had a couple of injury worries. Jojo was a man. It's been really good and. I can see why his favourite definitely deserves to be Oscar Zulu's consistent. Uh, Durston's very interesting. It's had a polytrack uh, trial, but it was very impressive. Very, very impressive. Me old mate Monagall loves the heavy. Uh, maybe just a bit too much for it here. And Casino Kid, uh, its its first up run was really nice. Uh, really nice. But it might be a big step up here, but... Um, Joycey's getting Tommy Berry to ride this horse, so you you got to think it's in with a bit of a chance at knockout odds at $26. But uh, if Mugger 2 runs in this race, I'd like to be on Mugger 2. Yeah. Do you think if do you think Chris will want to give him like a bottomless track first up? Maybe not, and that's the concern. But if he does, that's what I'm saying. So if he does go here and he, he thinks uh, the horse, will, uh, then he must think the horse will go all right on, on the track. But, yeah, that's... That's the question, and if we get plenty more rain tomorrow, who knows? But it's meant to be all right on Saturday. But, yeah, I, I just want to be with Mugger 2, whatever races it goes to, especially early on in his prep. He, he seems to go a bit better. Are you with King? With Mugger 2, I just want to touch on I genuinely don't think it'll run. Um, purely, A, I think it will be bottomless, and B, I heard an interview with Chris Lees, whether it was yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. Uh, couple of days ago um he really wanted to trial one more time but because of the ongoing weather and floods and yeah just water in general um it's one run short in its preparation of getting to the races so coming into this i know that uh Magatu won this race two years ago but i think yeah if it were to have the same setup would be three trials uh it had two trials in May, would have had one more in June and then into this race. But I think I've got a feeling it's definitely a, a run short. So I reckon the Chris will probably take it out. Mm. I think it would just be, I think it, in terms of longevity, I just wouldn't risk it in this race. And I think, First I think, I think Mugger too, I mean, ideally it would have done, it would have fathomed in the uh, the placings for sure in this race, but uh, it's just never run on the heavy. It's zero from zero from zero. So, mm. I just think that it's probably looking likely that way. Um, if it was drier, I would have been all over it, Tommy. I think the the soft form is it's brilliant. The way it won the All-Star Mile, 
unreal. I think the connections would have been in for a really exciting campaign, but they might just have to shift and redirect uh, after it scratches this Saturday. Saying that, I think I, I really, really like Jojo as a man. Whether I can take the price right now, I'm not sure. I think Reese Jones, last start uh, in the winter stakes behind Taxu, I think that is really good form. It only lost by an absolute nose. So, yeah, I've I got to stick with winning form, or well, more or less winning form. It won two prior to that into the its first stakes race. So, it performed really well last start. Durston, a watch. Snippy Fox, disapp- uh, I'm going to say disappointing last start. It lost by over four and a half lengths behind Waihaha Falls. It will be rock bottom way, but I just don't think it'll fathom uh, with this company anyway. So, yeah, I'm with the favourite here, guys. Okay, Jojo, race number nine is the 1,200-metre benchmark 78. Conscript is the fave. Tyler claiming two, $3 for Gerald and Sterling. Coming off a win in the heavy, where it beat Snow Zone last start, 9th of July. Jal Lee, which is J-Mac and uh, John O'Shea. Hasn't had a run in the heavy, had a couple in the soft, had a win there. Coming off a second last start to Dalalat. 480, pretty much what it opened. Neroni, or Narone, Reese Jones riding uh, $7.00. Don't know much about this actually, but it's had a couple of wins in the heavy. It's four from th- it's three from four. Monty Ditto's there. Dalat, Fast Coney, Ferretti, El Buena. They're all there. As even Mamarigan is going around. Regan Bayless is riding. But um, what do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, I've I've been a big fan of Conscript. I thought its first up run, he he was way too far back and he ran home pretty strong. I I thought that run was pretty good, and then that win last start was really good. Um, he gets sixty and a half. Tyler claims two, which sits in uh, very nice in the weights, I think. Uh, I think it'll be hard to beat. McDonald on uh, Jalee uh, is a big plus and uh, uh, would be the only big warrior, I think. Um, Dallahout on the wet just loses a couple of lengths. I don't want to be with it at all. I'm a big fan of it, but, yeah, uh, just not in the wet. El Brenner's uh, been very disappointing, I thought. Would have been a bit closer in his last two runs. Mamoragan, yeah, I thought he'd be a lot closer the last couple of runs. And again, very disappointing. Winning form's good form. Conscript. Conscript. Coey? I think it'll be the Battle of the Apprentices, and I think it'll be Conscript or the Unknown of Narone. Um, You definitely have to... I think Conscript is the warranted favourite. It won over the, you know, at Randwick last start. It steps up extra 100 metres, which... It should be handling it. Won quite easily with TC on board last start. Uh, barrier 10 is the slight query. I think the weight's fine. I think 58, 58, uh, 58 and a half with Tyler on board's fine. Barrier 10, um, little query where they will shoot out and try and cross or if they'll try and find a little bit of midfield cover. Not sure what the tactics are going there. Uh, yeah, Narone's, I guess, the the only danger I see really anyway. So it's going to be 57 Kilos after Reese's claim. I'd imagine it'll probably sit midfield from barrier eight. It could pester conscript, but I don't think it will. Um, I've got to be with the toppy, but with a careful watch on their own here. Okay, toppy conscript. Last race of the day, 1200 meter race, and we got Sunrise Ruby going around for Mitch Beer, eight dollars into 480. So solid go here. Just checking if anything's late. No. So, for Mitch Beer. So, five starts on the heavy, three wins, two places. So, it has never been out of the placings in its heavy starts. Lady Brooks there, five bucks. Uh, Jay Collett, Joe Pride. Rupertar, Tyler's claiming two for Bjorn at 750. We've got Irish Angel going around for Chris Waller. Lady Banff at nines. Brazen Song, Pikey in the last. Got to be aware of that. It's $10 for Nathan Doyle, Barrier 1. Hasn't had a win on the heavy, though. And you've got Molly Nails, Ruby Kisses. They're all there as well. But good coin for Mitch Beer's horse, Tommy. Yeah, it was pretty impressive coming second, uh, first up. But uh, a lot of these horses come out of that race, won by Lady Brook. Uh, Lady Brook has an extra couple of kilos. Uh, Sunrise Ruby up a kilo from that. And you can you can see why it's backed. It was very impressive, probably almost more impressive than the winner coming out of that race. You can see why people are backing it. i got, I got to take one and two out of that race. Either Lady Brook or Sunrise Ruby, they're both good off that and uh, I think it goes pretty well on the heavy three wins and two placings uh, for the Mitch Beer runner so I think that's a um, 
big reason why, and it's going to be going to be very interesting to see where the track is by then. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Lady Brooke makes it another win in a row. I thought it was pretty impressive. The extra couple of kilos, a bit of a question. Um, I know Kelly's going to talk about another horse, uh, Molly Nails. I'll leave him to talk about it, but it's probably the only one I'd spec after the other two beat basically all of these other runners. Tell me about Molly Nails then, King. No starts in the heavy. I, Tommy, I had a good look at Molly Nails, and I think it's going to run at Canberra on Friday, so tomorrow. Um, unless it's already scratched out of it, which I haven't checked, but I think they've got drier weather down there, so I've got a feeling that's where it's going to go. Uh, saying that, 53 kilos, it's trial at Maruya. I know it's only a Maruya trial, but it was really soft. and I'd be curious what Matty Dale's got land for this horse. I, I'm assuming it's going to be trying to get a slot in the Cozzy. Um, that, that's what I'm thinking anyway. Uh, speaking of Cozzy, Sunrise Ruby, I mean, that last start second was huge. Uh, the early money speaks volumes. The barrier shouldn't be an issue. Brendan Abdullah goes on board, which is interesting. Um, and then the lucky last one, Lady Brooke. I think that draws definitely worried me out of it. I think it's just going to be trapped a little bit wide with the likes of Lady Bamp and a couple of the other shooting from the inside up. So yeah, I'm I'm going to kind of yeah steer away the early, miss the early tempo. Sunrise Ruby for Mitch Beer. It should get it should be close again. I'm only assuming it will be. I guess it'd be interesting to see how the the racetrack is by this stage because it's yeah. the lucky last. It's got to be, there's probably only one one horse with of good grass by that stage. So whoever gets to it first might actually win. But oh, yeah, I'm not going to trust that. And I'm just going to go with my gut and say Sunrise Ruby as well. All right, could be all chopped up by the end of the day. You mentioned Kosciuszko then. So that's the entire round week meeting. Uh, it's me, which is one of my favorite horses. Uh, went around in a trial this morning. I didn't really get to see it, but yeah, I I, I heard it, it it went pretty well in that trial. Um, I did hear as well. Cab's gonna have another trial, and then there's two races, either one in Queensland or one in Sydney, depending on the weather. Uh, he'll go to one of those races to just stake his claim for the Cosy, and then keep it pretty fresh heading towards a Cosy Osco as well. So, eleven uh, dollar chance. Uh, last time I looked, which was last night, so. Yeah, it's got. It's definitely got to be in in there with a chance to win the Kosciuszko this year. Yep, it's still eleven bucks. Um, like the horse, love to see her in. All right, one last race before we wrap up, and that's the Bletchingly, which is happening at Caulfield this weekend. So decent stakes race. Um, Maliva is the fave for Stokes. That's coming off uh, a win at Caulfield. It's had two starts at Caulfield. It's had two wins. Going for three in a row. So this is 480. Uh, Moore is aboard. King of Sparta's there as well. John McNeil, who's a gun down there. He's at 550. Oxley Road had a couple of wins. I know the horse. Streets of Avalon can really annoy you. Maria Mia is there. Jamie Carr, Joe Pride at 650. We got a nine for Scalapini with Damien Oliver and Stephen O'Day. Satorial Splendor at double figures. Felicia, double figures. William Thomas and Asa, Blake McDougall. Uh, I don't know a huge amount of these. I know quite a lot of the horses, but can Maliva win again? I'll go with you, Coey. What do you reckon? It's actually a tricky little race because, I mean, I'm not so sure about the John Monash stakes that it was in last start, but it's got good soft claim. Daniel Moore's actually really riding well, actually. Uh, He's he's in the top three for Victorian Group 1 winners for the last season, or this season, should I say. It's about to end, but... Nonetheless, Phil Stokes is flying, and I mean, there's nothing really to pot. And you, know, you look at it it's like competition. Before last start, I mean, Malkovich over the short course of Flemington. Malkovich loves the thousand meter stretch at Flemington, so that just that doesn't really worry me. It's never a really good uh, form race anyway down the straight at Flemington, so don't care. Uh, but if I go back to last year, just before the Cup, uh, where it beat, uh, got beaten by Minhaj. I know that's at over 1,100 and it's down the straight as well, but that, that race has got really, really strong form, running right through it. And if it shows up anything like that day, I mean, I'd imagine it warrants to be favourite. But, yeah, I'd, King of Sparta interests me. I think the if it gets heavy, it, which I don't think there is any rain forecasted, but I could be wrong, 
Peter and Paul Snowden's been traveling this thing up and down the, the East Coast. So hopefully it gets a win. Uh, I think I was on it for, was it the Ramoni got scratched out of? I think it was. Mm. I did have a little bit on it, but I got the money back. And luckily for me, I got to put it on Rangers, which oh, nice. ended up saluting. Um, outside of that, it's a really level race. Because, I mean, even Scalapini, how often do you see O'Day and Hoisted travel a horse? I mean, I'm, mm. it must be flying if that were to be the case. Because that's not a cheap float to get from um, Brizzy right down to Melbourne. So, I mean, it, it must be low flying or trying to get some easy group threes. But... Outside of that, Acer has a little bit of claims. Streets of Avalon, I think that's a cat. It is. Meow's fun. And Oxley Road, I thought that... I thought it was going to be a good horse, Oxley Road, but I still don't know what to think of it. It's really light race, four-year-old. Still got its gear. It's running a new market and such. And I don't know, it's got talent, but it just, I don't know, can't trust it. Uh, I'll have to be with King of Sparta, personally. King of Sparta, 550. Yeah, that Oxley Road hasn't had a win since Everest Day last year. But, uh, Tommy, thoughts? Yeah, there's a couple I don't mind. I think Maria Mayer has been in good form, been uh, like King of Sparta going up and down the East Coast. And um, Jamie Carr aboard for Joe Pride, I think, will go all right. That's off six at the moment. Probably suits it. Scalapini, I'm really interested to see. Uh, O'Day and Hoisted come down to Melbourne. Um, this is one of their best horses too, I believe, and on its day can can really contest with a field like this. But the one the one real knockout, I think, is Felicia. I, uh, looking at its form, uh, second up goes pretty well, uh, winning two out of its three starts, and it loves Caulfield. Um, been in the top three seven out of nine times at Caulfield, two of them being wins, and second up last prep, it won a Group 3 at Caulfield over the 1,200. So, um, I'll get it. And Willow aboard. Uh, it's perfect price for something. Craig Williams to knock um, knock a field over at. So, maybe a little specking on Felicia. Felicia. All right. Let's wrap up. We'll do a multi. All right. We've gone three legs each. We're hoping they run. Uh, Tom and myself are at Ranwick, and Coey has gone up north. Uh, we are... Going, I'm race eight. I'm going. Jojo was a man. I think it's a really good horse. I think we were talking about Mugger too. It might not run, so you might get a little bit less uh, with a couple of scratchings on the day. But I think Jojo was a man is a goodie. Tommy, your one. Yeah, mate. I'll stay at Ranwick. I'll go conscript Gerald, Gerald and Sterling. Got this horse going pretty well. Did really well after missing the kick a bit. Uh, first up, then. Did well winning last start. Make it uh, another good run. Tyler Schiller claiming two. Beautiful. King, up north. Yeah, we're going with the... Uh, I want to hit Josh's best call on Go Wanji in the lucky last. Uh, Barry shouldn't be an issue. He likes to fly late anyway. Has If it stays a soft five or it gets to a good, uh, good four, either way, I think it'll handle the conditions. Larry Cassidy on board's perfect. Second up, record's nice. Distance, track, all the stats are good. So, go Wanji. Go Wanji in the last. Larry Cassidy aboard, $2.15. Put them all together, you're getting $22.50. That'd be nice. All right, boys. Uh, thank you very much. Coey, you're off to the pub, I assume? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Thomas, what are you doing? Um, yeah, it's pretty wet out there. I might just stay home tonight. Beautiful. All right. Thank you, boys. Best of luck on the weekend. We'll talk next week. Got you, mate. Bye, Felicia. See you, boys. Bye, Felicia.